beginning transmission 118. Animal man. While under animal farm. This week's episode of the Funny Books and Firewater Podcast. Complete morons in the process. Don't mind my smegma, just look at those giant warts and crabs crawling around instead. <laughs> it means you're an animal lover. That is right, <laughs> Animal Man. Animal Man. That's our segue. Right uh, there. Hey, welcome from, from smegma to comic books. <laughs> I don't know how much. Jeff. I don't know how much of the smegma I caught in there because I had started recording and realized I hadn't enabled. Well, apparently, this guy caught all of it in his. So yeah, apparently. Yes, just holding on to it's got a smegma pouch. So. Uh, hey, welcome Ew. to episode 118. <laughs> uh, it was drawn by uh, What's His Face, who does Deadpool. Uh, yes. Oh, uh, uh, Jeff Lemire? No, not Jeff mm. Lemire. Um, oh, uh, Scotty Young? No, who does Deadpool? Who? Well, right now? No. No. That nut job? Huh? Oh, Rob Liefeld. Yeah, Rob Liefeld. Who did I say? You said Scotty Young. That's the current guy yeah, writing, writing it. it. He's right. drawing it. Who did I say before that? I thought I said Jeff Lemire. Jeff Lemire. Uh, sorry, it's because I was looking at it. On there. the brain. I ha- yeah, I had... Liefeld on my brain. Which have you seen uh, Pouch and Satchel? Is it the new thing he's doing? He started out as a joke, and I think he's right. actually turning it into an actual thing. But yeah, it's because he, he basically made a character of all pouches because that's what he does. Right. So and he's like, oh, it's actually popular. Maybe I should try to make a buck doing this. And you know what? If you can be self-referential and make some money off of it, I say go for it. Do it. Yeah. Go, so. Rob. Cool. Uh, so yes, we are at uh, episode one eighteen. This is Animal Man by Jeff Lemire and. Travel Foreman, which is kind of an awesome name, actually. It sounds like a Utah name. Travel Foreman. So I've got an ancestor named Cornelius Traveler. Oh, really? Yeah, and his daughter was named Jane, Jane Traveler. I'm like, you know, those are like the names of, like, books, Mm -hmm. characters. Jane Traveler and Cornelius, what was it? Cornelius Traveler was her dad's name. Cornelius Traveler. Traveler has come. Yes. Yes, it's Cornelius. your... uh, Call me Lenny. Call me Lenny. I don't know. If your name was Cornelius, what would you go by? Corn? Corny. 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 I've heard Corny before, actually. I don't know. Really? I mean, Conrad would go by Connie or something. Neil. Neil? If my name was Conrad, I'd go by by Rad. (laughs) What's up, Rad? (laughs) And anyway, so yeah, so we're here. Um, Still missing Maya. uh, We miss you, Maya. Maya, Maya, where are you? We just, we're we're thinking about you. There's an empty place next to us. We actually have an empty microphone, but I have turned it off, so it's not going to be picking up anything. But Mm -hmm. in in Maya's spot, it's it's also one of those weird things. I don't know if you've ever had this, but they have the extra microphone sometimes for um, Geek Show. 
And every yeah. time I go over there, I feel like I'm sitting in Jeff's spot, and I'm like, I don't feel comfortable talking on this microphone because I feel like I'm in Jeff's spot. I don't know if that, you've had the same thing or not. No, because last time I was over there, it was just for broken news, so yeah. it was only like three of us, anyways. So it was yeah. One of the times I was there for an actual filming or recording, uh, it was just weird. It was like they said that it was like, oh, go to the next microphone. Like, I feel like this place was left for for Jeff. I'm like, I don't feel comfortable sitting in Jeff's spot, but whatever. Anyway, so it goes. Jeff mm-hmm. was an awesome dude. He's part of the reason why I know Adam. Uh, he's the only reason you know me. That's true. So speaking of the only reason I know. Adam. I want to see the Segui. Go for it. I, I fucked it up already. You really did. <laughs> you want to see me get myself out of the Segui? Get out of the... That, the so, so that's a forever plaid reference. That's true. Yes. The only show I've done twice, actually. Really? Yeah. Well, no. I've done that and I've done... There's been a few shows I've done twice. That was the first show I ever did twice. I also did On Golden Pond twice. Mm. Um, yeah. The sequel On Golden Showers was much different. No, it was, that was just a porn parody. Okay. okay. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for scratching your beard on the microphone. I do that. I'm, I'm leaving that in so everyone can hear it. Uh, okay, so not scratch Mick Scratcherson unless, you know, it, it might be the animal lover of the guy who doesn't clean. Uh, we have Mr. Oh. Adam. Oh, God. <laughs> hey, what's up, everyone? This is Adam, a reviews editor for Big Chiny Robot. Also doing stuff, kind of sometimes with uh, the Borders Hell podcast with Andy Wilson. Hi, Hi Andy. Uh, also find me over on Cinema Queens with our good friend Chris. Hey, Hi, Chris. Chris. That's actually the podcast that Todd's been nice enough to guest on. He yes. Was our, our token straight. Well, and I'm going to be the token straight when you do uh, Hedwig. I have dibs. Yeah, that's right. That's All right. right. I can't remember what we're doing. I think we're doing Hedwig in November. Okay. I hated that movie. Really? You didn't like Hedwig? Amy and I really hated that. Really? I fucking have you ever seen it live? No. Cause, so it's a, it's a lot different live. It's like you're just like at a concert. You mean good? It's actually really good live. It's okay. One of the best shows I've ever seen. I, I fucking love that show. Anyway. All um, right. But yeah, and so yeah, we're actually uh, Trans Awareness Week is in um, November, so I think we're going to do like kind of some themed movies around there, like you know, Boys Don't Cry and that kind of stuff. I think also an interesting book for Trans Awareness, mm-hmm. if we were to do it on this show, would be Trans Metropolitan, the first trade. Yeah, That's a really interesting conversation because basically, have you ever read that? I've heard of it, but I've not read it. No. So, in, I, in, sure. I think it's the first trade, right? Where basically one of the big—it's essentially a Hunter S. Thompson in the future. Yes. Todd's gonna go find the book real fast and see if I'm right. Did but, he write it? Uh, no, he oh, did okay. not write it. But basically, the character is a Hunter S. Thompson in the future. His name is Spider Jerusalem. But in the book, um, it's like this futuristic thing where they've sort of aliens have made contact and whatever, and people are transgender is like nothing but trans species is a big thing which is why if you ever see it's a um a smiley face with three eyes in the center of it yeah, yeah. that's the that's the reference from oh, that book okay, i didn't know it's that. the trans species thing because people are having operations well no they're having operations to become multiple species like they identify as being both um so it's basically a conversation on transsexual like transsexual and all that sort of stuff but they um but he, but he puts it in a huh, world of trans species. Is it in that trade, or it might, no, is, is it a later one? one? It might be in the next one then. So yeah, uh, it was written by Warren Ellis. Derek yeah. Robertson did all the uh, pencils the for it yeah. and art. So Derek's awesome. He did yeah. a bunch yeah. of Punisher and he did the, the boys. boys. The boys was the big one we read him. Right. Yeah, but I want to do that show. I want to do that on the book actually, uh, or that book on the show for sure. Right. But uh, yeah, so it must be the second trade. But they do. Right. It's really interesting. It's it's one of those books that has a lot of political content in it it really does um but it's because of the way it's written it doesn't feel as heavy as it really could be mm-hmm. um so yeah i i highly recommend that book actually cool. like it um, um yeah and also we're doing uh for the month of august we are going in end of july to go to the damn these heels film festival which is the lgbt festival up here and so damn like, these heels damn these heels. and i actually i didn't get the joke until i actually saw the their float of the pride parade oh, yeah, oh i get this now like damn yeah. these heels um, but that should be funny. He's what, never really that's a, in a movie, uh, too. The Danny's High Heels. 
Probably, yeah. I'm sure. I remember where it is from. Anyway, okay. I'll remember it later. Man, Sounds like you... something Divine would say. It's not even necessarily Divine. It's it's a gay character. I know that uh-huh. for sure. But it's like someone it, someone makes a joke. I think they might even make a reference to it in Best of Show. Um, I haven't seen Best of Show in so oh, long. Man. Wow. I love I love all those. I rewatched movies. that semi recently, actually. Did you? Yeah. I like that one a lot. I mean, Waiting for Graffman is obviously my favorite because I identify with it so much. Mm-hmm. I didn't care for a Mighty Wind, uh, went, and I. I think home for, uh, the Pernum one. Oh, the for your consideration. Right. I kind of liked, but I think it was a little too inside baseball for inside Hollywood stuff. Like, sure. For you to completely get all of it. Yeah. Well, it, wait, waiting for government is the best one. Oh, so. for sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but well, unless you count Spinal Tap, well, which is similar but different director. Yeah. You know? yeah. Uh, actually, speaking of Divine, so uh, shameless plug for Barnes and Noble, they're doing fifty uh, percent off all their Criterion movies. They do it twice a year, uh-huh. mm-hmm. July and November. Uh, and I went and picked up a, a Rusev Day present for Eddie because they just put out Female Trouble. What's Rusev Day? Rusev Day. Rusev is a WWE wrestler. Okay. And every single day is Rusev Day. So if we ever get a gift <laughs> from someone like, hey, Happy Rusev Day, it's it's a it's that's a, funny. But uh, Female Trouble, which was uh, one of John Waters, you know, NC seventeen naughty films, just came out on Criterion. So Todd and I went shopping for a birthday card for my dad yesterday. Yes. And I almost got this this card, and so I'll show it to Adam. But basically it has a uh, shirtless man on the front mm-hmm. with a baseball bat over his shoulder. Very very sexy little sexy And a big man, old right? birthday cake. Okay. So the front of the card says, on your birthday, would you care for some cake? I know where this is going. And then you open the card. It says, or would you rather lick the batter? <laughs> See, I thought it was when he picked up him with his pants down. Nope. And I almost got that for my dad. I sent it to uh, my wife. Said, "Hey, should we get this card for my dad for a birthday?" She goes, "Ha ha ha! No." <laughs> <laughs> um, so, That's yeah. a no. But hey, you know, we're recording this on my dad's birthday. Happy Yay. birthday! Dad. Happy birthday, Dad! Happy birthday! Uh, he won't listen to that show. I mean, oh my God, he would not listen. Oh, to my, show. my parents know what podcast I'm on. I've told them they are not allowed to listen to them, and they're both like, "Well, we don't even know how to find podcasts." Good, so good, because. The shit I say on here, you would disown. Yeah. No, this is why Todd and I have a second podcast. Yes. Which, okay, so my mom, my dad, my dad was sitting in, uh, in the front room. My mom, uh, I came home from work, and uh, my mom was like, oh, I listened to the new episode of English Class Hooligans. Mm-hmm. And um, and uh, she goes, uh, she goes, I really liked it. And my dad says, she's just saying that because she's your mother. She goes, oh, no, that's what I really do like. And I'm like... <laughs> Kind of shitty on both their be heart, like both the house. Like, ah, oh, you just saying that because like, like, thanks, Dad. And then That's like, awesome. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of English class hooligans, we have Mr. Todd. Hi, I'm Todd. I'm here on the Funny Books and Firewater podcast, and I also do English class hooligans, as just said. And if you find me elsewhere, I'll be impressed. Yeah. Uh, occasionally, I'll guest. I've, I've done it once mm-hmm. on the Cinema Queens podcast, and who knows, I might be somewhere else one day. Yeah, that's right. We'll add more and more and more and more and more. More and more. Slowly take over. We'll be on every podcast there is known to man. All of them. All of the podcast. All of the podcast. All of them. They will bow before our power. Yes. Uh, and hey, I'm Brian. I'm sound designer based in Southern California. Um, I'm in Utah designing four shows for the Lyric Rep. Uh, Sense Sensibility. Mm-hmm. Featuring the Starcatchers. Craig Gardens. And <laughs> my brain's trying so hard to remember a show I opened two days ago. Uh-huh. And Macbeth. Uh, right, I'm running there, and then I'll go back to California and do some stuff. And then uh, I now have been invited by two different universities to come and guest speak there, which is pretty fucking. Funny. That is the shiznet. Uh, that's how it goes, right? But, you know, shiznet. They pay, one of them's one of them's in uh, New York, so I'm like, if you pay me to go to New York, then I can go see some shows. I mean, it's in Albany, but you know, or Buffalo, one of the two. It's Buffalo um, because I said Utica or bust. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> 
What do we want? Utica. What do we want? It now. No uh, sleep till Utica. Utica. <laughs> no sleep till <laughs> Utica. Uh. Um, and I'm also on English Class Hooligans with Todd's wife, Amy. Hi, Amy. Todd, Hi, Amy. Todd missed that, so I thought I would say it. Amy's also in the other room, so we're kind of yelling it so she can hear Right. It. And she always has so much class when she comes on our show. I know, She right? does. She makes us sound way more intelligent than we really are, or makes us sound dumb and point out how dumb we are, or I don't know, whatever. But she never does it on purpose. No, for sure. It's never no. uh, malicious. Malicious. Nope. Nope. Which is why she's good on English Class Hooligans, because we're actually trying to be semi-intelligent on that show. This one, we just read books with pictures, which is fine. That's right. Yay, and yes. on the other one, we clean Yay. up our fucking language for the other one. That's true. Oh, my. Actually, my quote of the day the other day, uh, mm-hmm. I was talking to a friend of mine outside of a bar in Logan, um, and I, uh, I said, I had gone golfing with my dad earlier that day. I was like, do you know how hard it is to watch your language in front of your Mormon father? Or while golf- it was how hard it is to watch your language while golfing? It's hard as shit. <laughs> <laughs> so. Okay. Anyway, jumping into Animal Man, and I'm going to be flat out upfront and honest. I have not completely finished reading this just yet. So, Shame. Um, I, yeah, Shame. But, but I'm not going to bullshit you and pretend like I've read all of it. I haven't. Like some local film critics do. Uh, I, yeah, I've heard that, but I'm not like. So I know there's like I've kind of I've read what three of the issues all the way through. I've kind of scrim, skimmed through two of them, and then there's one I haven't mm-hmm. even touched. Um, but I will let the other members of this panel. And honestly, the last of, issue is bullshit, anyways. So okay. it really is. Because well, most of the storyline really has. It. Yeah, most of the storyline seems to be running. Uh, or dealing with uh, this this hunt thing. But I kind of got the general gist of it. Um, but, uh, yeah, so this is Animal Man. This is part of the New 52 relaunch. Um, and one thing that Todd and I noticed earlier is that, or at least Todd pointed out, is that Jeff Lemire can uh, basically change, like, uh, retcon almost anything in just a simple line of dialogue, which he's able to do in this. And he um, does it all the time. And he's done it in a couple of different things he, as well. Yeah, I really liked what he did in, in Moon Knight. And this kind of reminds me of it to a certain mm-hmm. extent of, like, uh, I'm going to take an established character. I'm going to go my own direction. And, yes, I'm going to acknowledge that stuff used to happen, but I'm going to sit there and say, yeah, but this is how it really happens. So, um, But before we get started there, uh, we will go with drinking games. And now for sports. Listen up, sports fans. Prepare yourself and your liver for this week's drinking game. Remember, it's only a game. And if not one at that. So don't take it too seriously. And above all else, please drink responsibly. I'm going to start with mine. Um, mine is called Kids Are Creepy. Yeah. And it's every time Maxine does something creepy or says something creepy, take a drink. Maxine is his daughter, and she does some weird shit throughout this Yes, place. she does. Yeah. So uh, also, just a forewarning on the art on this, it's... I'm kind of, like, this is the kind of art we would expect to be reading in an October book. <laughs> yes, <laughs> indeed. There is some. Yeah. Don't read this book on mushrooms or acid. Yeah. No. No, no that would trip you out as well. Okay. Uh, so, uh, Mr. Adam, do you have a drinking game roll? Uh, animal Farm. Every time they show an animal or name an animal, take a drink. That'd wow. Be well, you're gonna be need to be drunk to read this book, so <laughs> a little bit. Okay, Mr. Todd. Gah. So every time you see something and the drawings or whatnot is just this creepy Akira type crap going on, you need to go ahead and take a drink. And it's called Ga because that's what His Animal wife Man's wife says when he opens up the door. And there's this creepiest fuck thing going on. Trapper keeper. <laughs> yes. And there is a skin suit in here. There is. There is. And I, I haven't seen skin suit in so long. Thank the fucking Crom for that. Thank yeah. the Crom. Thank the crumb. Okay, so um, we're going to go into votes as to whether or not we believe that you should waste your hard-earned time and money and things like that on this book. Book for Pedro. So I've been asked by the judge to be the foreman. Book for Pedro. 
And I want y'all to know that we's gonna run a fair jury and a clean jury. It's time for a vote. Because we love you. And we don't want to waste your money. We will now vote on whether this week's book is fit for human consumption by you. Our dear listener. Along with each vote. Our panel will also provide one piece of evidence to support their vote. Vote for Pedro. Do you expect me to talk? Vote for Pedro. Now who is the bond? I expect you to die. There is nothing you can talk to me about that I don't already know. I may sit this one out because I haven't finished yet, so I don't know if I have a full opinion mm-hmm. on it. But uh, Mr. Todd. Meh. Meh? Okay. Yeah, sit it out. Okay. Mr. Adam? No. Okay. Um, without giving a full vote, I will say I am a huge fan of Jeff Lemire, and this is not my favorite thing he's ever written uh, from what I've read of it so far. Sure. I mean, he could change it out in the future. Um, but uh, also, uh, from what I understand from somebody at my comic book, Someone just lost their marbles. That was me. Uh, From what I uh, had heard from a guy in my comic shop, uh, this book ties a lot into uh, Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing, yeah. So Mm -hmm. I actually have the Swamp Thing that I bought as well to read along with this. And my intention had been to read both of them and see how it goes. But life got the better of me and I had to work. uh, So what was interesting when the new 52 initiative happened is uh, DC relaunched everything at number one. But they had 52 new series launch all simultaneously. And how many survived? Very few, but mm-hmm. they knew it would happen they anyways. None of them because they just did rebirth and that reset everything again. So, so yeah. right. And see what the, the reason why this is almost you know I said before that you know the worst thing that can happen is having hope that something will be good and going in and finding out that it, you didn't like it because right. Well, I said with movies, if I go to an Adam Sandler movie, I already kind of know what to expect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm already kind of bracing myself for that. And with this one, I when it launched, I. Uh, the trade I have actually I bought back when the first trade came out and then it was in my closet which I had finally cleaned out and mm-hmm. like, oh, oh finally shit, came I out of the closet that's awesome I did actually dude, my, you need to come over and see my house now it's all nice and pretty oh, nice. Um, so this is one like everyone was saying it's like the it, Animal Man is like is the best in the launch of the new 52 it's mm-hmm. so fantastic it's interesting it's creepy I'm like oh I'm really really excited to read this so mm-hmm. when I found out we were doing it for this month I was like oh sweet and then it started out kind of interesting and then it just kind of just went downhill and we'll, I'll go in more detail later on but it's like this is what everyone was so fucking excited about. Like, it, it, am I missing something? But I'm glad to see that you two kind of had the same feeling I did. So yeah, yeah, it's. I don't hate it, but I just like I don't see what the hype was about. I, th- I think it's one of those books that I, I would. I feel like I, a and I haven't finished it. So like, but in, at where I am in the book, I'm like, I feel like there might be a long game at play here that would make it more interesting. But I don't know if I'm devoted enough to figure out what that. Exactly. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of when we did war games. Like if you just started out yeah. with. What was the first one? Ward- Act one. Uh, ignore war drums. War drums. Yeah. yeah. If if I had, if I didn't have to go and read the rest of it for the show, I never would have gotten further. Yeah. And it sure. turned out to be really good, but like this first little stuff. And so I don't know. It might be one of those things. Cause, I mean, they do establish a world here that could be a very interesting challenge for this character to go through. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So uh, we're starting to get slightly into spoiler territory. So we'll just uh, take our break now. Yep. And then uh, when we return, we will spoil the shit out of it. So you have been warned. Um, although we kind of said maybe you don't want to read it anyway. So if you want to save your time and you know just listen to us spoil it and discuss it and pretend like you actually know what's in the book, you can do that too. I would say do that. Yeah. That, that yeah. Save yourself the time. Yeah. We, we might have to set, like bite this bolt for you. So uh, that might be what we end up doing. So anyway, we will see you on the flip side. If you have yet to read this week's book and would like to read it now, press pause. Go ahead. We'll wait. 
What are you watching? Hey, what are you reading? Tell me, what are you loving this week? What are you putting in your ears? Welcome to The Box. I'm Charity. I'm Crystal. I'm Rebecca. On The Box, we talk about all the media we love, old and new. Here are hottest takes on the classic movies, new TV shows, our favorite podcasts, and what we downloaded this week. Subscribe on iTunes at HSPN The Box or wherever you get your podcasts to hear us every week. And don't forget, too much TV will rot your brain. A proud member of the Hello Sweetie Podcast Network. Okay, Adam, we can go spoilery now. What's your thoughts? So, the, 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 the basic storyline is Animal Man can... I was unfamiliar with the character. Like, yeah. Think mm-hmm. of an animal. He taps into the life web, and then he gains their power. So he can fly, thinks of a bird. He can See, be I was like, kind of hoping to like, actually literally turn into those animals. Because that would be cool. Because then you could like, yeah. turn into like, yeah. a mouse and like sneak around and not have people know you. And then Or that rhinoceros like, thing would have been cool. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. But so basically, they've um, he's he's kind of he's doing movies now. He's kind of put off being a superhero. But which also, like, he there's one of those things where I'm like, okay, Jeff Lemire's Canadian, so I'll give him to that. But saying he's in films, but he lives in San Diego. San Diego is not a fucking suburb of LA. Like, yeah, I know. No. It's like three hours away, man, and that's in good traffic. In good traffic. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. That was that was okay. a weird little like, oh, not a Californian who wrote this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so he, his wife's like, no, you should go with superhero stuff. So he goes and does it. And then uh, basically he starts bleeding out of his eyes. It's like, what the fuck's going on? He goes home and then gets covered in these weird like tattoo looking. Oh, no. He goes home and then his daughter, we find out, Maxine. Well, he has a have, weird fucking dream. He has too. a weird dream. Yeah. Right. And then he goes home and she, they wake up. She wants a pet, but he can't have a pet because he would, uh, you know, have an affinity with it. And they find out that she's like dug up these dead animals, like <laughs> pets that neighbors had died, buried, and like brought them back to life. Yeah, because so his daughter right. wants a pet dog and an, an animal, and so he wasn't won't give it to her. So the fucking little kid necromances some. Yeah, like, that's right. It's like, like first and foremost, like that's where like if you make a movie, this this suddenly becomes horror movie territory. Yeah. real fucking quick. Right, like, and they're like, Daddy, I want a dog. Well, you can't have one. And okay. I want to play with you, yeah. and I want to play. Yeah. With- I'm going to bring Sparky back from the dead. Oh, I'm going to bring a bird back from the dead. Like it's, So, yeah, so you have these skeletal Right, So right? and it's it's moving around now, but in no ways has it been reanimated or uh, reconstituted any flesh. So if the yeah. animal's been dead for a long time, it's just a walking skeleton. Yeah. Or if it's just in partial decay, it continues to just be in partial decay, but it's moving around. So they're creepy as hell. Yeah, it's really bizarre. It's really bizarre. And Maxine says, look, I have all these friends. And, like... Wow, Maxine, you're really fucked up. And of course, her brother, being the obnoxious teenage boy, is like, "This is the coolest thing." Like, Let me film this shit. So. Anyway, so then he starts bleeding all over the place, and the blood turns on tattoos. And Maxine's like, "No, this is how we get to the red place. It's a map." The red uh, place. The neighbor comes yeah, over. Because okay, your daughter is just necromanced animals and says we're gonna go to the red, red place. place. Fuck that shit. Right. First and foremost, it makes like, ooh, maybe Damien is a better kid to have. Yeah. Oh man. So. Um, why do the children hate you, okay? Because <laughs> I'm the son of the devil. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, so the neighbor comes over, gets all pissed off because it's weird. So she turns his hand into a chicken hand. Yeah. And basically, the thing is that to he's uh, they're saying that he needs to go to the red, and she has to take Maxine. His wife gets pissed. And you learn there are these things that are like bursting out of like pregnant hippo things that are called the rot, and they mm-hmm. like kill these zoo guys, and mm-hmm. take, they become the skin suits. Yeah, they take a form. They get to the red and find out the red is where like all his power comes from. There are these totems that live there. It's like the life web type thing. Yeah, and they actually yeah. call life web. So he's like, oh shit, I was right. And then the evil creatures you find out they were once guardians, but then they became twisted and corrupted, and they're trying to take over. They go after his family. The the rot does. They. The two of them actually get into the red, and like Maxine and Animal Man fight and end up destroying. Actually, his daughter destroys him with a big wall of like red blood. Yeah. Uh, they go back uh, to his her mom's house where she, uh, his wife's staying, 
they fight the final one and then Maxine sends all these little creatures over there to like basically eat it mm-hmm. and then find out that's exactly what it wanted because now it has access to all this power and it's turning all the animals evil and chasing after them and then uh, tentacle porn and then there's yep. a really weird one-off about like the movie he was in and this ends that oh they're like watching on Netflix at this hotel they're staying at and that's the end of the first book you know this is a great example of where the uh, some of the part the the whole is less than the sum of the parts. Mm-hmm. Every now and then you can hope for like a synergy. That's a bad word to use in some ways, but it's like oh, let's put all these things together and we can have something even greater. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And here is uh, I've been a long time. Brian over here is a huge fan of Lemire. I, I really yeah. like Lemire, but I, but Brian's probably the bigger fan of it here. But this isn't great. No, this is this is the weakest thing I've read of his. So, as is going through here, and we made a comment, and what Lemire is, he does a lot of his own personal stuff, but he does a lot of work for hire for both Marvel mm-hmm. and DC. And he's done good work as work for hire. Like, he, he did a great oh, run yeah. on the Green, uh, Green, Green Arrow. Green Arrow was fantastic. It was a fantastic run. He did a great... Oh, we did, did we do that on the show? No, we did the Kevin Smith Green Arrow on we the show. That's right. We, we all, I, re- I recommended, we, and you and I both read it, but I was like... Um, they also did... Um, I liked his run on um, Moon Knight. I thought that was really mm-hmm. cool. Um did he do any X-Men? I think he did some X-Men. Too. He might have. Anyway. I'll, I'll, I'll He's, Black Hammer is great. Yeah, and that, that's an independent one, but that one's right. really good. Um, and then he has, like, that, that's an independent for Image, I believe. Yeah. Like Dark Horse. One of those that two. one's on Dark Horse. Yeah. And then he's done, like, um, his really, really, truly independent stuff. He's done... Um, Essex uh, County. Essex County is probably one of his biggest Royal ones. Royal City. As the new one that's running right now, and it's one of my favorites. He also is doing one right now called uh, Gideon Falls. Uh-huh. It's more of a horror movie thing. He also did um, uh, a book called... Old Man Logan. Oh, that's right. He did do the, the revival yeah. of Old Man Logan, which I actually liked as well. Um, and then he did... Um, Underwater Welder. Underwater Welder is really good, and he's done a bunch. Rough um, Underwater Welder. Yeah, I love that book. Yeah, he, yeah, that's Underwater Welder. That's, and Jeff Lemire, and like, and so that's the stuff that like my I love his writing, and I I, I have a fondness for his art. My mm-hmm. wife doesn't like his art, but appreciates his writing. Um, sure. This is a book that he just wrote. Um, his writing has a a simplistic sort of view, style to it, but it, I think it gets to the heart of things pretty quickly. I think he's very wow. efficient with his lines. But and speaking of efficiency, I will say like. Um, as he's good on retconning the whole things. Here's two bubbles. You've got Animal Man going, I mean, I got my powers from an alien spacecraft, dude. And the other guy's like, no, they two were our agents. No more alien than you or I. We simply gave you a narrative you could more easily comprehend. Yeah. So in that one bubble right there, it's like, you thought the whole story was you got this from aliens and you have these superpowers from aliens. Nope. We just, you'd buy that. So we went that way. Just retcon the entire thing. Right there, and you know that's probably the most impressive thing about that entire book was that bubble, yeah, on his ability to do so. The um, the artwork, Travel Foreman. I mean, the artwork's not bad by any means. It's not. It's it's just weird. Like it is weird and, and fucky and trippy and the whole thing. Travel Foreman. Love it. You're gonna say fucked up, and he's changed it into fucky. Funky. Yeah, or fucky. I'm not sure what fucky means. That's how the Asians say it. Nah, uh, I was fucky. waiting for someone to make that one. Right. <laughs> So it's like the um, Tetsuo and Akira starts like yeah, losing his shit. Yeah, it has a lot of Akira stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. very. So someone had a lot of inspiration coming from that. And it's like, oh, we've got this. Now what happens when you take it with elephants and other animals and let's just kind of mix and match and put them all together. And 
it's it's weird and strange. And by the way, Maxine's daughter is four years old. So yeah, looks she, even creepier. So a four year old doing necromancy and having dreams of the red and the blood and all this rot and everything going on. And you know, it's it's a, it's a metaphor for adolescence. <laughs> for sure, right? She she's four years old and already the bleeding has begun. Mm. See, for me, what this reminded me of. So I'm a really big fan of Chuck Palahniuk, like a lot of uh-huh. his stuff. But and he doesn't. Actually, I'm, I'm behind a couple books since the last one I read was Damned. Uh, he has this thing, especially in the book Haunted, where he'll describe something incredibly gross, mm-hmm. like a guy getting like would go. He would be in the pool, and you go sit, tell his pants off, sit down on the um, on the intake that would for the filter, mm-hmm. and masturbate because it would like you know would pleasure him, and then he yeah. But then if something really gross happens, you're like oh that's disgusting, and then he spends two pages going into detail about it mm-hmm. and like how things smelled or tasted or this and that, and it's like I got the picture the first time around. I've got a good enough imagination to where I don't need all. And, and Stephen King does it too. We've like, mm-hmm. talked yeah. before about that. Bag of Bones was the one where I was talking about the guy who was really horny, and he spent like two pages describing his dick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I read that one. Yeah, actually, it's a decent. It's a book. Yeah, it's not bad. Uh, the, the book. Uh, this this book did the same thing where it, it was like taking things almost too far. It was almost just being gross or um, disgusting, just for the sake of being gross or disgusting. Mm-hmm. Like you didn't really need to have all that there. And like I like horror like books. I mean, we've read yeah. several other stuff I had yeah. a blast with, but this was just kind of like like use it. Let's just see. What we, let's throw everything we possibly can in there to see how it works. Mm-hmm. Um, not even so much like throwing everything at the wall to see if it sticks. It's just mm-hmm. like. Well, we can do it. You know, it's the whole like you know, you did, you were so worried if you could, you never stopped to think if you should. Yeah. And that's yeah. kind of what this book just feels like. There's just the the plot's interesting. Actually, I was really the first issue or so. You know, I was like, oh, cool. Oh, his daughter can bring shit back to life. That's kind of pet cemetery ish. Right. But then it just kind of goes off, off the, the rails. rails. Yeah. Absolutely. And just makes no sense. And like you said, maybe there's a long game at play here. Yeah. But I. How many issues be, did this even go before it got uh, canceled? To, there's five trades. Really? Yeah. 30 all, issues. All written by Lemire? All written by Lemire, yeah. Huh. But it was... It, all right. And again, it, it could pay off, but it's almost like I would need someone to be explained to me how I could trust Convince me it's it. going yeah. to. Like we did with, with, with uh, Wardrobe. Yeah, so, right. For sure. Then that makes sense. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't have a whole lot more on this. It's, it is... It's weird. Yeah, it's a disappointment. Her. It's kind of a bummer for Lemire. Like, and that's that's the thing is I really really like his work, and I don't know if it's a thing of he it, puts out a lot of work. Now I will say yeah. this is probably the first thing I've read of him that I'm not like, oh, this. It's yeah, it's it's his, my first disappointment. Yeah, coming from this guy, and he's done a bunch of stuff. Uh, there's 29 issues because the final one was Good Night Animal Man. All right. Yeah, it's just uh, I don't know. It, that is the thing is like I don't. It also just doesn't feel like his writing either. Like it don't like it doesn't sure. feel like his dialogue. It doesn't feel like. Well, the only thing I've read by him that, mm-hmm. you know, was Underwater Welder, which mm-hmm. you recommended that to yeah. multiple times. Yeah. I, was like, yeah, it was like, I think it was on sale on um, Comixology, so I paid mm-hmm. it for like five bucks. And I yeah. just was blown the fuck away by yeah. that. Like, I actually want to do it on, on oh, our I'd show because I want to do so a full Lemire month, you know I mean, is what I want to do. Just I, not another one of these. No, I won't, I won't do another Animal Man in it, so, but like, I have a, we definitely do Royal City. Because like, if you, Royal City is amazing. If you like mm-hmm. that, Royal City I liked, um, Underwater Welder... There's a similarity between Underwater Welder and Royal City. Um, the, the Path is the other one I just read. That's actually based. It's actually it's all visual. Like mm-hmm. uh, it's 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 tied into an album, and so the only like there's only one line of dialogue in the whole thing, and then the rest of it is like every couple of pages there is the lyrics to a song that that section is tied to. Oh, interesting. Um, it's based yeah. on a true story. It's fascinating. Um, 
Yeah, that, that, that book fucked me up. It, it stuck with me for a few days. I was like, I, I read that book and I was just like, just haunted by it for a few days. But hmm. it's, it's sort of tim- typical for him. Like, I think Lemire, his greatest strength as a writer is his ability to really tug on the heartstrings and get to like the core heart of a character. And I feel like that's where he missed on this. I don't think he really got to the character and it just didn't make sense to yeah. me. You know? Well, you, you said you have Swamp Thing. And also, everyone was raving about Swamp Thing, too, back yeah. when this came out. So I, I'd be interested to see what you think about that. And if anyone listening has read this whole series and knows that it goes somewhere amazing, like please let me know because, yeah. I, I, again, I think the, the concept is interesting. It just it was just kind of overblown and overstuffed. Yeah. yeah, and it might be a thing of him trying to tie it into Swamp Thing. It might have been a thing like he just didn't have necessarily that connection to this book. Or the fact that DC launched 52 comics in one month. Well, that, and it almost it sort of felt to me, and I don't, I don't know mm-hmm. if this is true or not, but it sort of felt to me like, hey, we liked what you did on Moon Knight. Do sort of the same thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, and let's like, do that. And like, because there's some similarities to it, but Moon Knight is, Moon Knight is much better. Uh, like significantly more interesting, for, at least for me. All right. And, and I don't know, I mean, and I, I didn't know the character of Animal Man before, but I didn't know the character of Moon Knight either, and still just enjoyed it more so but uh sounds like we're all gonna need a drink uh so uh for mine because of all the weird creepy blood stuff and mine is the blood and bourbon um oh. this this recipe was uh there's a bartender at the aloha lounge in maui um he has some specific ingredients that he wanted like you can do general but he has some sort of specific ones which will be on our website as well uh but it's uh one ounce of blood orange liqueur uh he recommends so Solarano, um, one ounce of sweet vermouth. Uh, he, I can't pronounce that. Something and Antigua red vermouth. It'll be on our website. Just look for it there. Um, one ounce of bourbon. He recommends uh, Woodford Reserve. Uh, one to two dashes of orange bitters. Um, six small leaves of tarragon, and you garnish with an orange peel. You can bite all the ingredients into uh, a shaker with ice. Shake the shit out of it 15 times, is what it says. Double strain into a chilled cocktail glass and garnish with the zest of a fresh orange. Swap before placing it in the cocktail. A uh, little fancy, but uh, still. Uh, sounds tasty. So, uh, Mr. Andum. Uh, Mr. Adam. Mr. Andum. Mr. Andum. Andum it is. Mr. Andum. What is your cocktail? So we were trying to, we were jokingly coming up with a ship names for couples the other day. Oh, uh, okay. Right. And so they're trying to come up with one for me and Clark, and it uh-huh. ended up being, either being Ark or Clam. Clam. I like clam. <laughs> clam yeah. with yeah. smegma sauce. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, gross. Uh, it's a rare delicacy in some countries. Um, yeah, so mine is just called Into the Red. Okay. So it's it, it, this one's going to get you fucked up. So uh, it's one and a half ounces of vodka, one and a half ounce of peach schnapps, one and a half ounce of Soko, one and a half ounce of gin, two ounces of triple sec, and two ounces of orange juice. You add it to a... Um, shaker with ice. You add as much grenadine as you want to make it as sweet as you want or as red as you want. You shake the shit out of it and you uh, strain it into a chilled cocktail glass. Nice. And Mr. Todd? Mine, um, it's known as the Zombie 2. These aren't quite zombies floating around, but they might as well be. So that's what's going on here. This one is going to be an ounce of light rum, an ounce of dark rum, an ounce of orange curacao liqueur. Ooh. Someone said things right. Now you guys have <laughs> to drink, you it, fuckers. I've been saying it right for years now. I know. Well, I think well, Maya's the one who fucks it up but thinks he says it right. No, it's you. Is it me? It is you. So I said Karakao or Karakao? You Karakao. Every yeah. time. Which, honestly, I, I, I said it that way for most of my life, so I don't yeah. give a shit. But. So, that's where it goes. Half ounce of lemon juice, a half ounce of lemon juice, one and a half ounces of orange juice, one and a half ounces of passion fruit puree. Is that fruit or fruit? Fruit. Fruit. See, I shouldn't really say anything because I notoriously, I shouldn't be shocked even that I pronounce something wrong because I do it fucking constantly. Oh, I do too. You know, 
So a quarter ounce of grenadine and two dashes of Angostura bitters, and then half an ounce of 151 proof dark rum if you want to have a kick. Like you do. Like you do. So you put all this into a cocktail glass, shake the shit out of it, um, you fill it into a hurricane glass, and you do a sprig of mint on top. So it's reddish, peachy, fruity-ish, bloody zombie. It's not often you have like a cocktail with 151 that the 151 doesn't burned off the top. You ever notice yeah. that? You ever see 151 in a recipe? Like there's always like pour eh. it on top and burn it off. You, like, yeah, because yeah. it's terrible. Yeah. Although it makes a flaming Dr Pepper taste really, really good. Does it? Yeah. You ever you okay. had that before? No. So flaming Dr Pepper, it's um, I can't remember what kind of beer it is, but you take it, it's a beer and it's a shot with like amaretto, mm-hmm. vodka, and, like you float 151. Mm-hmm. You light it, you drop it into the beer, and you chug it, and it tastes exactly like Dr Pepper. Wow. Okay. Hmm. We'll do that. Interesting. Okay, well, does anybody else have anything else they want to bring up on this book? I'm Not disappointed. Really, no. Just disappointment. Okay. Regret. That's right. Sadness. It's like your first date with a woman. I've never been on a date with a woman. So <laughs> <I don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> like Todd's first date with a man. That's yet to happen. We've had, no, we've gone on mandates. We have gone on mandates. Yeah, You're right. Like you to Blair Witch. That's right. I keep asking him if he wants to well, go camping. Well, you kept that as a, as a uh, mandate. mandate. Todd and I had a very serious relationship for a very long we time. We did. <laughs> well, say what you about that movie. Actually, I enjoyed the, the, the new Blair Witch. But that, I did, too. The, we walked in. They had all the lights turned off. They had music playing. Mm-hmm. They had like, the reps lead you in by lantern. Like, mm-hmm. it was, the atmosphere was awesome. Yeah. Actually, I see that again. I haven't seen this since I saw it in theaters. I, yeah. I, 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 I had a blast with it. It has. It had a little bit of Slenderman elements going mm-hmm. along with it. So, also, uh, that movie looks freaky as shit, by the way. Yeah. Are so, you, uh, did you know a Slenderman movie? Yeah, the trailer's up there. It's fucked up. Mm-hmm. Nice. I just saw a trailer for, um, there's a book I love uh, called Juliet Naked, and I saw the trailer for it last night. It actually looks pretty good. Does she look good naked? It has not, It's the name of an album in it. It's uh, It's basically a book about, it's, um, it's Hornby. Uh, okay, Nick. Nick Hornby wrote yeah, it. Nick Hornby. Um, who I, I love his work, but uh, he also wrote like High Fidelity and About a Boy and mm-hmm. things like that. Which are uh, both amazing movies. Yeah. So. so it's basically this girl. She's in this long term or woman, I should say. She's in a long term relationship with this guy who is basically obsessed with a um, like a, a singer, kind of like a uh, I, I don't know who you describe it as. Sort of like a, um, a singer songwriter kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of like a, a grunge kind of guy um, who. I had basically stopped putting out albums and this guy's been obsessed with trying to find out what's going on or whatever um, and he did this album about this um, older woman he had an affair with named uh, Juliet and it was, the album was called Juliet Naked alright And um, so it's like acoustic yeah so she's like totally obsessed with him well um, this uh, singer songwriter he ends up putting out like a new album and just sort of sends like a burned copy like yeah, it's not out yet but he sends a burned copy to this guy because he's a big fan well mm-hmm. she listens to it and she kind of writes the only harsh critique on it you know what I mean? And he, the rock star deliberately emails her back and says, you're the only person who gets what this is. And then so she ends up sort of starting this relationship with this guy, uh, the singer. So her she knows all about this guy because her boyfriend was obsessed with him. And now she knows all these things about him. But, you know, it's, so and so there's like this weird pull between like this sort of celebrity boyfriend and then sort of like the real boyfriend kind of thing. But it's, it's right. not as romantic. I mean, they, they're going to make it as a movie as probably as a romantic comedy, but it's not as like cheesy romantic comedies my description makes it sound but like I really like the book okay a lot so cool um anyway okay cool well so then I guess we'll just jump into final grades Jamie school is never a waste of time since we have 15 minutes until recess please put down your pencils and stare at the front of the room it's report card time it's report card time it's report card time. 
Those are fucking thoughts. God, please, no! 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 So for our writer, Mr. Lemire, uh, what is your grade, Mr. Adam? D. Okay. I mean, it just, it's, there's some interesting ideas there, but again, they're just, it just kind of throwing it all out there, mixing things up too much, and just, again, it goes off the rails. Yeah, I'm going to agree with that, with mm -hmm. a D as well. This is by far the least favorite thing. I've, like, it's so weird and so not the Jeff Lemire I'm used to. It almost feels like it was ghostwritten. It was like he took the took the money and said, oh, shit. Um, I hey, owe something tomorrow. I, I, I owe something tomorrow. Hey, Grant Morrison. Yeah, exactly. Hey, uh, I'll give you five bucks if you write this for me real fast. It just it doesn't he feel He wishes like, he was Grant Morrison here. Uh, there's one book of his I like. Thank you very much. Yeah. Well, we'll keep working on that. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Todd, what's your grade? You know, it's going to be a C- minus as well mm -hmm. for the writing. It's just... It, it was a lot of missed opportunities, and it was just kind of... Yeah, it was a story of missed opportunities. Here. Yeah. I mean, maybe it pans out into something better in the future. Yeah. But by far my least favorite. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, this is... Hmm. So we, we won't be doing this when we revisit our favorite books. No. no if we ever go back and revisit, this will definitely not That's what last July was. Last July was round two, remember? Oh, that's right. Of that's the trade that, two. Yeah. That's what we did. Yeah, trade two. Yeah. We'll have to do round three pretty soon. We will have to do round three. Right. So, okay, cool. Uh, so for our artist for Travel Foreman, aside from the fact that his name is cool as shit. That is a cool um, name. I'm actually going to give it a grade of like a B. Like, mm -hmm. The art was weird but it evoked something and it did something very interesting and graphic style was good like mm -hmm. you know i mean for what he had to work with in the story i actually thought it was really interesting um so i'll give it a, a good solid b um mr todd you know i'm gonna give it a b minus there's elements of it i really liked at the same time it might be more of the coloring on some of it sometimes it's washed out sometimes it's richer for going to a the red and this other fanciful place you would think something would be a bit like heightened oh yeah and or a little more psychedelic more or something. going yeah. on and this is a pastel-y washed out thing going on and if the coloring was different I'd probably give it a better grade than I do okay but, yeah uh, Mr. Adam uh, and I'll do a B minus again the, the art's not the problem here it's just mm -hmm. the, the storyline and he was able to create this crazy weird insane world like very much like reminiscent of Akira like we mentioned mm -hmm. earlier mm -hmm. uh, and that was really cool but yeah like like with Todd's problem is that there's it just the color palette could have been used a bit wiser yeah uh, okay and then um, I guess overall total grade uh, what's your grade Mr. Todd you know I think a C- minus is generous okay <laughs> um, yeah okay that's fair Mr. Adam uh, C- minus as well I mean if, if, if I, I do need to know though if this go somewhere because if I can get someone to say yes actually there's a point and it does get interesting like this world is, is something I want to kind of explore more of yeah no. I have no motivation whatsoever to find out what happens next because I just when I got done with this I was like I, and then that last issue where it was just basically about the movie he made was dumb as shit and I was like why the fuck did you even include this so, unless the plot ties into something in the next book you know yeah, yeah. So. but I don't, I don't think it does because originally they said that it's not even part of the when I looked it up on Wikipedia it just said mm -hmm. one through five is the story and then six is tights it says something just like a one off mm -hmm. kind of thing so yeah, it's a weird little movie, and they stole our name for our uh, social app. Media, our app, but whatever. So, and you look at it, and I think that's as indicative as anything, is he had story for the first five issues. He's like, fuck, I don't know what I'm going to keep doing. Oh, let's write this thing, because I could come up something yeah, it was there. A, well, and it has secondary artists, so it was like to fill in until he, you know, gets... Until he got the new thing going. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, okay, and uh, my overall grade, I'm going to probably go with a D. I, I was 
disappointment is the best way of describing it. Deeper disappointment. Yep. Use a hoe. Okay. I just keep thinking of Hercules, where there's that one outtake where he had yeah. taken the stage direction of disappointed, but he had moted it at full volume. Yeah. So you've got Hercules going, disappointed! Um, the podcast, uh, <laughs> Kevin Smith's podcast uses that drop a lot, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's where that's really the main reason I know about it is the disappointed thing. It's pretty fantastic if you yeah. ever see that clip. So, well, cool. Um, does anybody have any recommendations? You know, something that's a lot better that on a similar vein is called The Unmen. It's by John Whalen and Mike Hawthorne. This was on the Vertigo imprint instead there, and it's about a freak show. And it's kind of reminiscent of Ninja Turtles with some of the guy. There's a brain that walks around on a hand, and there's a lot of strange stuff, but it's fun. <laughs> Unlike this. Unlike this one. And it's just two trades, and it's done. And it's um, called The Unmen, Get Your Freak On, and it's a freak show circus that kind of travels around with other take-over-the-world plans going on. So if you, um, this art, it's a kind of a similar art style right there. So the best part of this book, but a better story. It's called The Unmen. Okay. Uh, Mr. Adam, do you have any recommendations? So I, I bought it a while ago because it came out months and months ago, but I finally got around to starting reading it. Uh, they did the novelization of The Last Jedi. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. uh, which uh, in the past I read those, and actually some of the novelizations have been, like for the prequels, were better than the actual movies. Mm -hmm. uh, and I know some people don't like Last Jedi. I think, I don't know why not. It's like my... It's up there with Empire is my favorite Star Wars movie. Mm -hmm. It took everything that you thought you knew about this universe and said, no, actually you don't. Quit making up shit in your head and just enjoy the movie. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's explaining a lot of things. It goes into detail. I've been told explains actually how Rey was able to learn um, so much about the Force without actually having any formal training. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I, I never had any issue with her just being like a prodigy. You know what I yeah, mean? Right. Like, <clears throat> but apparently they, they explain it well. And it basically, it, it comes down to Snoke fucked himself kind of thing. That's but I, it's 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 written really well and it's it's engaging. Even though I, I've seen that movie many many times, it's always kind of fun because whereas movies exist to show you what the characters are doing, books exist to show you what they're thinking. Mm -hmm. And so it's really kind of fun to actually be able to sit there and you know, first of all, there's scenes in the in the book that aren't in the movie, and also to be like when this character is acting a certain way, what's actually going on behind their eyes and what their actual true motivation is for why they say or do things. So mm -hmm. uh, it's so far it's really really good. So cool. cool. What I liked about The Last Jedi is... So, Ryan Johnson wrote and directed Last Jedi. I really enjoyed it. Probably mm. my favorite movie of his is Brothers Bloom, by the way. Brothers, I, I he, love the Brothers did Bloom. Did he do Brick? He did Brick yes. and I love Brick. And Looper. I love Brick. So. But Brothers Bloom has a great sense of humor to it. But I, as I first watched Last Jedi, it's like I can see the two to three things he did not care for in The Force Awakens is the uh, helmet that Kylo Ren was wearing. He's like, mm -hmm. yep, when you get rid of that shit. Yep. Uh, Snoke, like, eh, we got something else better going on. Mm -hmm. But and we had that cool fight there. But it was just kind of a fun thing to watch of. Yeah. And you can really tell that Star Wars says, Ryan, do your thing. And they just support him the whole bit. Speaking of retconning something with one line of dialogue. Yeah. Yes. Take off that stupid helmet. <laughs> Take off that <laughs> helmet. It's stupid. Yeah. Fine. Or, or just, yeah, the, or the scene. And it's been out for... If you haven't seen yet, it's yeah. but yeah, the whole thing was like, you know, who's Snoke? Who's Snoke? Who's Snoke? And then Kylo just like, junk. Oh, it doesn't matter anymore. Kylo's the bad guy. Yeah. Uh, that's right. Which we all knew was going to happen anyway. That's right. Just get get kill the people. Get on with the point. That's right. Um, I'm trying to think of a recommendation. I don't really have a. No. I'm just. <laughs> I go mean, to the old Lyric Repertory Theater go. and go, go watch a show. Go see some theatre. Yes. Some theatre. Go theater. some acting. Yeah. Or just go see some theater in general. Just go to There's theater, right? Going on. 
round. Uh, yeah, we'll just call that good. Uh, by the way, Adam, I have to show you my new mic. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. yeah. The Limba. The Limba. Uh, uh, it's kind of a funny story. So I went to Guitar Center to buy a bunch of stuff. That's where I also got these windscreens. Um, and I saw this mic on clearance, and I'm like, and it was significantly cheaper. I'm like, I've, and I've, I've seen this company make mics before. I'm like, I'm pretty certain. I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, this is probably a really good mic that they can't sell because of the paint job on it, because of the current climate, right? Because it is a very patriotic red, white, and blue microphone, right? Mm-hmm. So I bought this mic. This is my new recording voiceover mics, right? So I've jokingly named it the Limbaugh, but I've recorded a bunch of voiceovers for it. It sounds fucking amazing. This is the Patriot right? 990. Yeah, Patriot 990 by MXL Microphones, right? It is. It sounds gorgeous, but it is weird looking. Like It looks like something Apollo Creed would have as a microphone, right? Absolutely. But it's a, it's a condenser mic, and it is gorgeous oh, like it sounds I, I wish i had xlr connections in my house i know right it sounds so good uh so i've done like so many voiceovers on it and uh for work whatever it just sounds amazing but like i jokingly now refer to it as the limba but that was i was gonna tell you the story of my my new microphone like, but yeah I, and i figured like for 60 bucks if it sounds better than these that cheap was little, 60 bucks exactly Jesus. that was exactly that's why i bought it because i was like if this sounds even remotely better than your standard sm58 which is like the basic handheld with the round top that you see yeah. on everything if it sounds better than that then we're I've, good to go. Yeah, and it, it sounds great. It's like I've done a lot of voiceovers with this so far, and it sounds really good. Actually, I didn't notice this, but you and I have the same headphones. Oh, these are like industry standard, man. Yeah, that's, but they were. There was a place I had them on clearance. My buddy got them for like half off or something. Nice. Like that. Yeah. No, it's, uh, there was a voiceover artist I was working with too. He's like, "Oh man, you have the same headphones I do." And I'm like, "Well, they're kind of industry standard." Everyone like, does. I, I have them because they everyone uses the same headphones, and they all sort of sound the same. So when I mix the show, they all kind of. I used to mix. I sometimes will mix the show with like 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 little. Um, iPod headphones as well, so that I can kind of know what most people are going to hear it as as well. But yeah, I like these headphones. Anyway, okay, so that will do it for this week. Um, yeah. Next week, we're going on to Elmer, a book Todd's been trying to get me to read for years. I have. I'm yeah. so excited. Yes. Um, he, we were going to see if Amy would read that book with us, but Todd doesn't think that that's going to happen. Probably not. No. So, uh, Is it naughty? It starts out... So the general idea in Elmer is uh, chickens have gained sentience. So and as that, well they should. As well they should. <laughs> so a time. few years have passed. Fuck you cow. Fuck you chicken. Since they have it, so it opens up and it's just drawn in black and white. There's no color to the book, and someone's flipping through pages of a dirty mag, and you can hear this person talking and just really getting excited and built up to have the full release. And it's these chicks, and you go through, and then you see it's a chicken that's beating off to this woman porno mag. Oh. And that's within like the first 10 pages. And like it proceeds from there. Like chickens do. Like chickens do. But it was written and drawn by this Filipino guy. I can't think of his name in the that moment. It. <laughs> it's good stuff going on. If that wasn't enough of a selling point, I don't know what is. It is. But no, Elmer, it's a whole lot of fun. It got recommended to me by a uh, LCS back in the day at Night Flight when Night Flight was and the Library Square. Mm-hmm. So that's how long I've had this book. So... That's what we'll be reading next month, and then we'll finish off our month of uh, animal books with animosity. And then next month, it's Andy Wilson month. Yay! So Andy will be sending us suggestions. We've already been texting it back and forth. So anyway, that will do it for us for this week. Thanks for listening, and uh, we will see you on the flip side. Bye! Bye. I was like right in unison. That was nice. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode. 
This band of knuckleheads will be back next week with a new episode. Until then, you can find them on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr as Funny Books and Firewater. And on Twitter as at FirewaterCast. Go to FunnyBooksAndFirewater.com for the most up-to-date information. As well as cocktail recipes from this and past episodes. Thank you for joining us. And until next week, support your local comic shop. Tip your bartender well. And stay hydrated.